Chapter 2. We're all in this together. Hello, wonderful people. It's been a while. Before I say anything else, I just, I just want to take the time to say thank you. Thank you to all of you, the listeners, for the overwhelming support that I've received on the show so far. I'm really open about this struggle, so I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid to share this, but truthfully, I don't... There's a lot of times where I don't think that anyone would care for what I had to say, because a lot of the times, I don't like my own voice. Like, I... And it's not, it's not that I don't like how I sound, it's, it's just I don't think that there's value in my voice. And I thought that this podcast would really just be me talking into an empty mic and recording in an empty room and that I wouldn't really have any listeners. Like I thought, okay, maybe I have that like really close following of like eight or nine people who have been with me throughout this whole process and who have, um, you know, sat in my doubt and, and who have just helped support me. I, and I thought that's... If nothing else, I thought I, I could count on those individuals. But I, I didn't think I would have listeners. And so when I looked at my numbers over the last few weeks and saw that there were 62 unique listeners on my first episode, it meant the world to me. And I, and I, can't, I can't even begin to put into words what that means. Because while 62 listeners may not sound like a lot it is a whole lot more than I was expecting. And, and it wasn't even the fact that 62 people listened in. It's that I had so many people message or call me to talk about the show and to, to tell me what they appreciated, to give me feedback, to give me criticism. And, and, and that's what warmed my heart up. That's, that's what mattered to me because it showed me that, that people cared and I can't even begin to explain again. I, I don't know how, how else to express just the gratitude that I have for all of you for that. And so again, I just want to thank you all for the incredible, incredible amount of support. <sighs> now the hard part. I want to just start by saying that this has been a heavy, a heavy, heavy last couple of weeks. I put out the first episode on the 17th of September is when it came on Spotify. It is now the 8th of October as I'm getting a chance to record this. It's almost been a month. And I know I had said that I wanted to get episodes out every week. And I, and I still intend to do that. It's just that the last few weeks were overwhelming to say the least like they they were a whirlwind um and i want to give some background and a little bit of context to this right now i have the incredible and amazing privilege of working as a dean of residence halls at Berman university we're located in lacombe alberta um it's about an hour from edmonton hour and a half from calgary uh, and we, we're in this little town that's pretty close to Red Deer. But I get to work here. And my job is to make sure that my students, those who live in the residence halls, and, and even those who live out off campus, that they are taken care of. But especially, especially the ones who live in my buildings, in my residence halls. And I cover a variety of things. And, and, 
Now I get asked, I've been asked a few times what I do as a dean, and I just, I want to say there isn't really a job description for what you do. But I guess the best way that I can put it is that it feels a whole lot like parenting. And I mean that, I mean that sincerely because there are days where like all I want to eat is pizza or like I will come in to my office with a bag of McDonald's and then I will feel guilty because as a responsible adult, I need to tell myself that I shouldn't just be eating pizza all day. I shouldn't just be eating McDonald's all day because then my students are going to look at me and like think that, hey, it's fine just to eat junk and garbage all the time. And I have to make sure that my students are eating well and that they are getting their proper nutrition. And and it, it's, it, it just feels like I have to model good eating habits, you know, like in some days my job means I'm in meetings for six hours a day. Other times I'm checking in with students and checking in on their mental health, making sure that classes haven't kicked them to the ground. Other days I'm fixing light fixtures and unclogging sinks or fixing doors and showers. And it feels a whole lot like parenting because I have about 200 students who live in my residence halls and it's my responsibility to make sure that not only are these students comfortable here, that not only are these these inconveniences in their lives taken care of, but it's my job to make sure that they know that they are safe, seen, loved, and cared for. And that, that is my job. And that is something that is important to me. I get to go to work every single day and make sure that people have a home and a family away from home and family. And, and we get people that come, and we, we're in Alberta, and we don't just get people that come from across the country. Like there are, We have students that come from Ontario and that come from uh, Quebec even, people from BC. But what's crazier than that is that we have people that fly in from all over the world. I have students that have come from Dubai, from the Bahamas, from Jamaica. I have students that come from Africa who have made it a point to come to Canada, to come to this school. And so they are as far away from home and as family as possible. And we're not talking like a 12 hour drive. We're talking like a 16 hour flight. So I have the privilege of making sure that these people, these students, have a home when they're away from it. And so you can understand, and and I think you can empathize and feel with me, when on the 15th of September, just completely out of the blue, mind you, this was a random Wednesday, I'm sitting in my office, and it's like 6pm, then all of a sudden my phone blows up, and I'm getting all of these calls and emails about new restrictions that the Alberta government and Alberta Health have uh, put in and that they're implementing. And I had no idea, None of no one on our campus had any idea. And so I'm on Google and I am on the Alberta Health website and I'm reading all of these restrictions for the first time. Pretty heavy ones at that. New restrictions and mandates that affect every single one of my residents because it, it affected and changed how we live and operate on this campus. And so, of course, that parent figure inside of me got worried because I care about each one of my residents. I I worried about how these restrictions would affect my students and how their classroom environments would change for like the 40th time since this all started. 
I worried because it meant we would have to shut down extracurriculars. And so that, that meant no more sports, no more, no more clubs, no more social events. And I don't know how you're supposed to ask university age students, how, how do you ask anyone to live without any of that? And, and when the students came back, there was this hope that we could go on with these things. And so now that it just felt like that rug was was pulled underneath from them. And I worried that we would have to shut down our campus again. That that was my biggest fear. I worried that we'd have to close our doors and that we would have to send students home and go back to learning online. And I felt so deeply for my people because I, I don't know how you can ask anyone to go back to that reality. I don't know how you can ask anyone to live through that again having to just to just do school online over the last year that was brutal but but to come back after the summer and to to ask students to do that again my heart hurt and and with these new restrictions life on campus changed significantly but even more so for anyone that isn't vaccinated it, <laughs> became almost impossible to do anything. Now, before I keep going, I just want to establish something because I think it's important to know where I'm coming from. I am... I, I wanted to have this conversation and I wanted to record this episode because this was important to me. I am someone who has done their research on both sides of, of this debate. I've looked at the benefits and the questions about the vaccine and I've had I've had my own concerns about them and I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I've read peer-reviewed studies and articles published by reputable scholarly sources and and these are like journals from doctors and researchers. I've watched several videos from many respected scientists and doctors and I've come to a place in in my own walk of life in my own understanding where I feel the safest and best choice for me personally is to get my COVID vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated. I got my first shot on the 27th of May, 2021, and my second shot um, about a month later on the 28th of June, 2021. And, and if I have to go for a booster shot, if, if, if I need to do that, I will get that too. And, I, and I've chosen to get these shots because I... I've done the research for myself. I have done, uh, I've done, I've made those choices for me. And this whole ordeal about getting vaccinated and protecting both myself and my community around me, it's real to me because not only are these people in my immediate circles, not only are they affected, but I know people and, I, and I've watched people who have lived through the experience of actually getting COVID and, I, and, and they've been severely affected by it. And the, to this day, they, they are struggling uh, with their respiratory systems. They are struggling just to feel like they, they have their energy and that they feel good. And beyond that, I've also lost a family member to COVID. My cousin passed from it in April. And I say all this because I just want to establish the fact that this pandemic is not only real. It is. But it is personal to me. It is something that at my work, 
in my home, in my personal life. I am affected. And I wanted to be very clear about where I'm coming from. I am someone that believes in getting the vaccine, and therefore I am fully vaccinated, and I need to establish that. Because I think, as someone who is fully vaccinated, I think I can still hurt for the people in my circles that aren't vaccinated. I think I can still respect them. And I, I think I can still treat them with basic human decency. Maybe that's controversial. I, I don't know. Now, I know no matter what I will say, there, there will be people who disagree. There will be people who will be angered. There will be people who feel hurt. And I know, and I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that this is a difficult conversation and that these are extremely difficult times. It's also why, despite the fact that, despite the fact that I said I, I didn't want to do any more solo episodes, I'm doing this one solo. Because if anyone listening has a problem with anything that's said in this episode, I don't want anyone else's words to be taken out of context or misinterpreted. And I'd rather that you come and have that conversation with me. I'd rather that you come and that you talk to me. Because what's been bothering me over these last few months has been this whole debate surrounding the vaccine. And again, I want to say that I know this whole ordeal hasn't been easy. We've gone through lockdowns and restrictions and again now new mandates. And it's, it's just, it has been so hard to live a consistent life in a world that is anything but. And, and I, I have watched the life drain out of people. I have felt that way too. And so I get it. I get why there is so much frustration and anger and why everyone just wants this pandemic to end and for life to go back to some semblance of normal. Believe me, I want to be able to see friends and family without having to be behind a screen. I want to be able to go and watch a hockey game in person or to go to concerts. I, I, one of my friends recently went back to Toronto and she had the privilege of getting to go watch a Blue Jays game. I want to be able to do that again. Like, I want to be able to see the people I love and care about and run up to them and hug them and hold them without fear of, of if I'm transmitting anything or if I'm going to catch anything or if I could seriously jeopardize our health. Like, as a person who craves intimate connection and community, I, I believe, I really do believe my heart is wired for other humans. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm just meant to be around people. So I, I get more than anything that the separation and this inability to connect is painful. I understand that. But what's hurting me so much and why I feel so burdened is because I'm noticing that this pandemic is almost forcing people into two separate groups, those who are vaccinated and those who aren't. That's it's just what it looks like it's come down to. What I'm noticing is, is that in all of this frustration, in all of this anger, all of these pent-up emotions that have resulted from our lives and our world being turned upside down has caused people to become volatile. And it's hurting me. Because I know good people, great people, who stand on either side of this argument. And I've watched as these same people have basically just gone to war with each other. Like, I've, I've seen social media posts where people are publicly excommunicating one another. Like, they're just dragging names through the mud. Literally, I've read Facebook posts where individuals are publicly cutting ties 
to people in their own families because of the choices that they've made regarding their vaccination status and and whether or not they wanted to get that. I've, I've watched on the news where protesters have barred health workers from entering hospitals because they don't agree with the vaccine. Like, like that makes sense. It, it, it's so, it doesn't. Like, and I've watched as those who choose to get the shot have ridiculed and berated those who haven't. And I've, and I've read some really vulgar posts on people who who feel as though if you get a if you get the vaccine you are a sheep and that you are just submitting to whatever crazy government plans and it's just it's just frustrating and all of it i believe is just a byproduct of this anger that people are feeling because i think no matter what side we stand on when it comes to getting this vaccine, no matter how you feel, I think we can all agree that we just want this to end. We just want life to be normal again. But right now, all we have is disappointment and all we feel is isolation. Every day, I'll get a notification on my phone and I check my phone news app and the first thing I hear, the first thing I see is just more bad news about this pandemic. Like, there's another 100 cases here or there's, there's another outbreak or something about the, how the virus is mutating and there's another, the, how the Delta variant is just becoming more of a problem. I see every day how there aren't enough beds in our ICUs and how surgeries are, and procedures are being put off and it's just a really grim and really, really ugly time right now. And I think, I think this ugliness is starting to affect us in a way that we just don't quite understand. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing happen in this pandemic is it's becoming more and more of a social issue. And we're coming to a place where, where we have just separated ourselves into those two aforementioned groups. And, and I hate to say this, but we're coming to a place where we are picking sides. It's like we're on the playground again and on one side are these people, on the other side are them. And it's, it, start, it started as this back and forth of who has more facts and who has more news. And I believe it started with good intentions. I really, I really do. I, I believe this whole conversation started with good intentions to try to inform and educate and, and to try and get people to understand a side. But what has happened, it's just, it's just become this back and forth and this fight over who has more evidence and, and who, who is able to present their case in a way that is louder than the other side. It's, it's just become this ugly fight. We become so entrenched in our personal beliefs and in our stances that all we want to do is convince the other side that they're wrong. And it, and it pains me because I hate watching all of this unfold. And I, I believe deeply that at our core, we as humans need each other. But right now, we're just spending all this time screaming at one another. We're just trying to force ideas and beliefs down each other's throats. And, and all of this commotion and all of this noise and all of this bickering and arguing and debating in all of this chaos, nobody, nobody wants to listen anymore. Nobody wants to hear the other side out. And for those people who are unvaccinated, it is especially brutal. In the last few weeks, I think in between meetings and phone calls and answering my emails, 
I think I was in my office talking to students and parents in person and over the phone and again through email for like 70 hours. Like, like there was definitely a few days last week where I came in at 9 a.m. Actually, I came in at 8.30 and I would leave around 2 a.m. Yes, you heard that right, 2 a.m. There were days where I wouldn't even eat. And I spent all that time listening to people because I felt as though there were so many voices, so many people who felt blindsided, pushed aside, and ignored completely. And, and that's if they had it easy because there's a bunch more. And I, I mean specifically people who are unvaccinated. There are a bunch of people that I got to speak with over these last few weeks who didn't even get a chance or an opportunity to share their thoughts and opinions because it, it if if they had if they made it known that they were unvaccinated or that they had reasons for choosing not to get the vaccine they were immediately viewed as being less than they were immediately viewed as being less intelligent less educated less caring less responsible and and what's hurt me is that there was a group of people who did not feel seen or heard or cared for a group of people on this campus, on my campus. And I had students in my office breaking down because they've just been ridiculed by their peers. They've had professors openly tell them they don't, they don't want these quote-unquote reckless and dangerous people in their classrooms. Those, those were words that were actually spit at them. I've had parents call me in distress because they're worried that their child, who they've flown across the country over to this university, will now be forced to pack up their bags and find their way home. I've had people beg to help find a solution because they gave their every last dollar towards paying tuition and for paying for housing. And so if, they've, if they're sent out of university, they won't have anywhere else to go and nothing left in their pockets. And, and my heart goes out to these people. I'm not going to use this episode to try and convince or convert people onto the side of getting the vaccine. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I believe wholeheartedly, I will fight, I will fight on this stance. I believe wholeheartedly that getting the vaccine should be a choice. It should be something that you decide for yourself, not because you were pressured or forced into doing it. But for those who don't and those who choose not to, I think we need to think about them too and we need to find ways to take care of them and accommodate them too. They're they're people at the end of the day and people I care about. And with that said, I think think we need to do a better job at educating. And, And so what I want to do and what I want to say is that on either side of this argument and debate, I think what we need to do is we need to be more understanding and tolerant towards one another. Because I, I really do believe that this should be a choice and I, and I stand by it. But what, but what we shouldn't do is not challenge ourselves. What we shouldn't do is make our choice and then just sit in it and then not listen to the other side. Because I think then we're really just missing out on an opportunity to hear another human, to hear our fellow people because what's happening is if we just make a choice and we don't even think about it like at that point you're just following blindly and that goes for both sides i know people and it, and and it pains me because i know people who have gotten the vaccine they didn't even question it they didn't even think about it they 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 didn't even there was no conscious decision around it they just yeah i'm getting the vaccine and then they've gone on to not wear masks they've gone on to not practice social distancing and 
And then I'm just, it's, it's just counterintuitive to me. Like that doesn't sound that that's necessarily the best thing to do either. I don't think that's how they should be conducting themselves. And, and I know for myself, I only came to the decision of getting the vaccine because I listened to both sides of this conversation. And, and again, I had my reservations, but only because I listened and only because I did my own research was I able to see that what made the most sense to me was to encourage that choice and to, to choose to get that shot. And so that's why I did it. But I know that there are people who have who have legitimate reasons for why they feel strongly about not getting the vaccine. And I think I think what's happened is that these people they just they just don't feel safe. And I, and I think if if you don't if someone doesn't feel safe, you 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 make them feel safe. That's I just think that's what we're supposed to do. I know there are people who have been who have given in to some seriously ridiculous propaganda out there. Like there there are people who believe that there's a chip in the vaccine and the government is going to be able to track you down and like news flash, if you have a cell phone or a credit card or a social insurance number, like if you ever ever spent 5 minutes on the internet, the, the government is already able to do that. Like there are just some outrageous takes on both sides, but all of this to say that this fighting and this arguing where we are just, it's just causing more and more divide and more separation. It, this is not going to do anything to help us get through this pandemic. What is, what is becoming this fight between two sides who feel so extremely about the way they do is not going to lead us to getting to a solution together. It's only going to push people apart because when we, we just end up ridiculing each other, we just end up fighting and arguing and what happens, though, when we get through the end of this pandemic? What happens now that we've spent all this time fighting one another? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm optimistic and, and ugh, maybe my head is in the sky, but I, I don't think that COVID-19 is what wipes out the human race. I, I, don't, I don't believe this is the end of the world as we know it. So I do think that there will come an end to this. But when we get to that end, will we have gotten there together? Will we have gotten there with love and kindness and respect for one another? Or will we have waged such a division that connections are broken, that friendships are ended, and where as a people we've just become bitter and apathetic and intolerant to one another? And I, I hope that isn't the case. I hope with all my heart that if you've been feeling bitter and angry and upset at this whole situation, just just please don't take it out on someone else. Please. Because no matter what your views are on this, we're all struggling. All of us are feeling this. So please, please, if you remember nothing else from what I've just said, remember this. Remember that we're all human. We're all at our limits, but we're all in this together. So be kind to one another. And that's, I guess, all I have to say. I just, let's just be kind. Now, moving forward, I'm hoping to find a little more consistency in terms of production for this podcast. Again, I am so sorry that it's been weeks of just radio silence on my end. 
But over the last few weeks, I've spent time whenever and wherever I could, just pre-recording and getting a few episodes knocked out. And so I'm going to work on just editing those and so that every Friday at noon, I can continue to drop these episodes and we can continue on in these conversations about what it means to be human. Just like this one today, like to be human to the point of kindness and loving one another, even when it doesn't make sense. And I'm so excited because next week I will be having my first guest on this show and I can't wait to put out that conversation. So tune in and watch out for that one. But in the meanwhile, again, friends, thank you for the overwhelming support and for your patience and understanding over these last few weeks. You have no idea how much it means to me to have people checking in on me and on my well-being and asking when the next episode is coming out. And I just, I love it. I, I, I appreciate you all tremendously. So with that, I bid my adieu. Until next time, it's the boy signing up.